This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Going with Chris Trevor, the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to a delayed edition of Horsepower Happenings. We appreciate your patience as we work through uh, some things. Uh, But we're ready to go here on a Tuesday night. Brand new week, brand new edition of Horsepower Happenings. Let's see what's happening in a Motor City Minute. NASCAR was in Texas over the weekend, and Stuart Friesen. How about that cat, man? He is a, a fan favorite in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He finally got it done. Took that infamous blue number 52 to victory lane. And shout out to Michigan's Carson Hosevar. This cat is going to get a truck series win sometime this year. Saw Bristol slip through his hands on the dirt and uh, then finished fourth here at Texas over the weekend. So nice job by him. Then on, was this Sunday? Yes, then on Sunday, this is how little I know what's happening in the Cup Series anymore. The NASCAR Cup Series raced their all-star race. Big controversy as to whether we should even have this race anymore. It's kind of a joke, and it was proved to be so on Sunday night. Ryan Blaney picks up the million-dollar win. We'll talk more about that with Rich France coming up. Uh, Also in the Motor City Minute, the Case Construction World of Outlaws Late Models had a busy weekend in Pennsylvania. Max Blair picked up the win on Thursday at Bloomsburg uh, Fair Speedway. Current points leader Dennis Herb Jr. found victory lane Friday at Marion Center, and Jared Miley picked up his first ever World of Outlaws win Saturday at Port Royal Speedway. And in the world of open wheels, Scott Dixon was the fastest qualifier for Indianapolis 500 history with a record-setting performance in the fast six round of qualifications for this weekend's Indy 500. Dixon, who was the fastest driver in the preceding fast 12 round, was the last driver on track at the two-and-a-half-mile oval, and he saw his first lap register 234 Point four three seven miles per hour, uh, putting the averages all together. Four-lap average of 234.046 miles per hour to take the pole for the upcoming Indy 500. And that's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. Good Tuesday evening, Zach. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that. No, it's uh, it was yesterday was a tough day. Uh, had some health issues to deal with here in the family. Got those all taken care of, thankfully. And we appreciate it. Uh, thank you to you and uh, our upcoming guests tonight, Katie and Logan, for being patient with us so we could do the show tonight. Yeah, it wasn't so bad this week. I mean, most of the racing was gone, right? I yeah. mean, Mother Nature just said, no, we're, I'm not going to I'm not going to let you. But uh, we had enough racing to get in or if you wanted to travel a couple hours you could go and find it so it wasn't uh 
we weren't totally shut out this weekend. That's right. Uh, let's talk about Sunday's events with the NASCAR Cup Series to start. Um, you know, leading into the weekend, Rich, there had already been a lot of discussion. Does NASCAR even need an all-star event anymore? Uh, it feels like a waste of time, feels unentertaining, and... Well, I guess I want to get your thoughts first on that. Well, after watching Sunday, it was surely entertaining. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, There was not a lack of entertainment uh, at all, but uh, what happened at the end was just unbelievable. Um, You know, first of all, let's let's talk about this. You know, Ryan Blady's got this thing wrapped up, right? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. gets in the wall. White flag's already out. Blaney's coming through turns three and four. Uh, nobody in front of him, no, nobody sitting sideways on a racetrack. Uh, Stenhouse gets in the wall off of turn number two and takes it down the back straightaway. About 150 yards before Blaney gets to the start finish line, they throw the yellow. Uh. Not the checker, the yellow. So what's Ryan Blaney do? He didn't even see. There's no way he could have seen the flagman to now, begin with. Now, remember this. A standard NASCAR Cup Series race, that event would be over. But yeah, not the All-Star not, not race. Any, no, All-Star race, you have let's make them up. Let's make the rules up as we go. <laughs> so, you know, Ryan Blaney drives down into turn number one and drops the window net. Uh-oh, now we have a problem. Yeah. Because the race is not over. And like they said, to get those window nets up, the assignment is to the biggest, baddest dude on the team right. to get that thing latched because nobody else can. And um, Ryan Blaney's lucky they rode around that track for about four or five laps because he wouldn't have had a prayer to even make it look like it was up. Uh, but it was a fiasco. It was just a fiasco the way it all went down. Yeah. Well, um, so where do you stand on the call that was or wasn't made? Um you know, Denny Hamlin says after the race, I don't blame the guy for staying out there and trying to make NASCAR make a decision. I don't blame Ryan for doing what he did and doing what he had to do to try to win. But rules is rules, as they say. And Denny says NASCAR didn't follow the rules. What do you think? Uh, rules is rules, unless it's the all-star race, Zach. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, you think back to the, what was that, the early 2000s when everybody wadded them up in turns one and four at Charlotte, and then we rolled backup cars out for everybody that wrecked. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rules is rules unless now, it's the all-star race what i what i think that uh i think nascar admitted that that caution was way too soon they did admit uh, that yes somebody was a little anxious with the button um so i think they just didn't want to make two wrongs um and they wanted to save face because uh denny hamlin was not catching ryan blaney let me tell you that yeah okay coming to the checker he was not so they were going to give Ryan Blaney every opportunity to win that race. And um, luckily, somehow, Ryan Blaney got that window net to hang for about a lap and three quarters on the green-white checker before that thing started coming down again. Um, but I think they, I think the end result, yeah, the end result's right, but it was just, it didn't have to be. The race should have been over. 15 minutes before that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, nonetheless, Ryan Blaney gets the win, picks up the big payday. Good for him. How about Kyle Busch and uh, the the uh, big accident for him on the front straightaway? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Ross Chastain didn't have anywhere. Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain's coming down the main straightaway through the trial at 194 miles per hour. Yep. 
and Kyle Busch pulls to the bottom. Yeah. I, he had nowhere to – He if he'd have turned right, he puts himself in the wall. I don't think he could have turned left. He'd have went in the he he'd have went in the grass in the inside. I have no idea, and he just had. I don't think he had chance to do anything at that speed. He caught no, him so much. Yes, it was he, Kyle Busch probably should have held his line, and it would have been safer. Yep. But he pulled right to the bottom, and and I got to put that. I mean, if you're going to put it on anybody, it's not Kyle Busch. You got to put it on his spotter. You know. Well, and and Kyle in his post race interview, uh, he pulled out the old Tony Stewart and said, and I quote, "Goodyear tires are not good at holding air." <laughs> so there you go uh all right that's enough about nascar it is what it is they move on uh to the coca-cola 600 coming up this weekend as part of memorial day uh that'll be uh, that'll be the coca-cola 600 it is what it is what was happening locally rich france well zach i got some action in on sunday uh sunday at toledo speedway it was the midwest modifieds tour taking center stage for the glass city 50 during the afternoon event uh, qualifying was very telling as all of the drivers in the top eight, Zach, broke the old track record. But it's Trevor Berry's name that uh, will be added to the record books, clocking it at 15.895. Let me say that in a modified 15.895. And the first time a modified has ever broken into the 15 second bracket at Toledo Speedway as long as they've been running there. Um, the top eight would redraw for their starting positions, which would put Buddy Gray and Blake Rowe uh, on the front row to lead the field to green. Rowe would get a great start on the outside and pick up the early race lead. Rowe coming off two wins last weekend at Birch Run and Berlin would stretch out over a two-second lead. Uh, even, even a couple cautions and a red flag couldn't slow Rowe's uh, momentum. But inside 10 laps to go, Zach, lap traffic did. Barry put on a charge to track down Rowe as the duo would work through lap traffic. Barry would get to the rear bumper of Rowe with two laps remaining, but got loose in turns three and four, navigating on the outside of the lap traffic, allowing Rowe to finish off his dominating run and leading all 50 laps for the victory. Uh, Barry would hold on for the runner-up spot with Walter Brinsky Jr., Brian Nestor, and Jeff Gannis completing the top five. Uh, Zach, an outstanding field. And just a great race. They put on a great show. It was great to have them back. First time since 2018 that the Modifieds were at Toledo Speedway. And uh, I got to give on a side note here, I got to give a big shout out, Zach, to um, to Andy Harding in the late model sportsman division. Um, I raced against Andy when I was racing at Toledo. So I know he's been there 10 or 15 years trying uh, to win a race. He won his first feature event at Toledo Speedway. Um, and it was just awesome. It was it was emotional for him. Congratulations to Andy on Sunday. Yeah, nice job, and and what a great event. I was hoping to make it down there on Sunday, but it just uh, didn't work out. So I'm glad that uh, that you recapped that for us, because man, uh, look the videos that I saw looked pretty cool. All right, let's talk about Silver Bullet Speedway, one of the few tracks to another one of the few tracks to race this weekend here in the great state of Michigan. Uh, they had the Great Lakes Lightning Sprints on hand. For uh, for the first race of the season there at Silver Bullet, and a couple of names you might recognize: Brendan Cascadden. You know that name. He's been lighting it up in the Lightning Sprints for several years now. Came from the third starting spot, went to Victory Lane, but not without having to hold off Tommy Moreau, coming from eighth, finishing second, gained six spots in that event. How about Paul King, a notable uh, mover through the field, started eighth, finished in fourth, but neither of those drivers 
with a Hoosier Racing Tire Hard Charger for the night, gaining nine spots, coming from 16th. Jake Erickson finished in seventh, so nice job by him. Uh, by the way, Bill Dunham in third, Paul King, as we mentioned, fourth, Bella Erickson rounds out the top five for the Great Lakes Lightning Sprints. Also, some other notables, Garrett Bennett goes to victory lane in the IMCA Modifieds. Jason Begeman goes to victory lane in the Bullet Stocks. And Tyler Moore picks up the win for the Michigan Street Stocks. Elsewhere racing over the weekend, uh, Rich France. We're going to talk to this guy coming up, but uh, there was some fun racing happening on Friday night as well. Yeah, Zach, uh, Tri-City Motor Speedway was one of the ones to get their show in, and uh, uh, we're going to talk to this young man, Logan, Logan Nickerson, uh, picked up the win in the late model, his first of the season, and uh, Jeffrey was the IMCA mod winner uh, at Tri-City Motor Speedway. Uh, Friday, Corrigan Oil as well, Andy Bozell, big, not a big surprise there, right? Uh, but it's funny, <laughs> Andy's really. getting some wins, not filled this year, so that's a little bit different. Uh, Andy picks up the win in the northsidetowing.net outlaw super late model, and Walt Obrinsky Jr. would take the modified challenge feature uh, at Corrigan Oil on Friday. And uh, we mentioned Silver Bullet running on Saturday. Merritt Speedway, pretty much the only other game in the state for Saturday. Uh, and how about Eric Spangler? The birthday boy going to victory lane. I believe Eric's got a birthday today. Uh, he got it done on Saturday in the late model division. How about Colin Thoroughby sweeping the night? Get out the broom. Heat race and feature UMP and B mod. Colin Thoroughby, Colin Thoroughby with a, uh, I mean, a rock solid performance on Saturday. And then Rich, pretty much everybody else got rained out on Saturday. Yeah, I just said that's what I was waiting. I mean, at Flat Rock, we got. We got rained out in the morning. I, I think the forecast, you know, we, we were talking earlier, Zach, uh, you know, the forecast for some was worse than what they said. And then the forecast for others was not as bad, but you kind of have to make a decision when you have people traveling and uh, then you kind of have to live with that decision. So, uh, you know, a lot of them said, you know, with the cost of fuel and, and all that kind of stuff that, um, you know, you'd rather air, be able, you know, make the wrong decision that way then make them come there, get rained out, and you just cost them a lot of money and, and you can't pay anybody. So um, not th in this day and time, not the worst decision in the world this weekend. And I feel like after every racetrack in Michigan canceled, uh, the weather just absolutely became beautiful, at least down here. Uh, I was working at the uh, Jonesville Riverfest car show, saw some of my friends from Butler. Of course, after they canceled, everybody came downtown. And I said, what'd you guys cancel for? Look at this place. It's beautiful. <laughs> so isn't that just the way it goes sometimes? Yeah, that's what happened. We, at, at, you know, we Flat Rock canceled Saturday morning and it never rained the rest of the day, you know, but it was forecast to, we were supposed to get hit 80% chance in the afternoon and it never came. Uh, it went east over Lake Erie. That's where it all went. So it just kind of missed us. But like I said, with, with, with the cost these days, I, I think, I think it's not a dumb decision to, to make that decision and be wrong than to bring everybody there and have it rain i think that's worse well zach also uh what happened this weekend uh dryden michigan's katie hettinger had a big night down at hickory motor speedway on saturday sweeping the night in the twin 40 lap late model stock features uh she did an excellent job i was actually be able able to catch it on tv and zach guess what on the phone lines now huh. we have the winner herself katie hettinger welcome to horsepower happenings thanks for having me Hey, take me back to Saturday night. Um, I know you've won a feature one forty lapper in a night, but uh, how confident were you heading in 
to that second 40 lapper as deep as you had to start? Oh, we were really confident. Um, it was a brand new car the first time I raced it, the new car that Matt put together. Um, and Friday we went to test it and really we only tested it like twice because the car felt really good. So then Saturday we rolled out practice. It was fast. First race, it was fast. And I was really hoping that I didn't use up my tires, um, all my tires in the first race. And I still had some left for the, in the second race. And I did. The car was just super fast. I was able to get around. Um, the cars, a lot of, I was able to run the top, the bottom. Um, so it was really, it was a really fast car and it was a lot of fun. I was watching you come up through the field and you did a great job. I mean, you, you, you could just turn underneath the other driver on the bottom and then man, you started getting up that top five and you kind of got caught up in a chain reaction type thing. Um, I was really nervous. Were you, were you thinking that fender and that hood was going to hold on? Uh, I was really hoping it was, um, going down the straightaway, it kept blowing up a little bit and I couldn't see then I could see. Um, but I was, I told my crew chief after I was like, if that was hood would have come out, I would have depended on you because once I was in the lead, I wasn't coming off. Uh, Katie, talk about, uh, how this year has gone for you. You've had some success down there at Hickory aside from this weekend. Um, things, things just seem to really be clicking for you right now in 2022. Yeah, we, so far we've had a great season. Um, I think that was my fourth poll. I've had three at Hickory, and then I got one at Southern National, too, early in the season with the Pro. Um, we won one of the late mile races already early in the season, so this is my third this year. So really we're on a roll, and I hope we can keep it going. Talk about how, and you know, we're going to talk with Logan Nickerson later on on the dirt side, who has went winless for quite some time until over this weekend, and I'm going to ask him the same thing. Talk about how tough it is, Katie, to, to go for as long as you have without finding victory lane, and then the relief of finally getting it done and, and realizing, all right, this team is capable, I'm capable as a driver, even as a young lady like yourself, that's got to start to wear on you to have have to wait so long to get a to, to get a win. Yeah, it was especially hard last year because I mean I was still working in late models and late model stock. So then at the end of the year, when I finally got my first limited win and my late model stock win at the end of the year last year, it was just a big relief and everyone was happy. And then leading into this year, I was like, all right, I trained over the winter, like. Hopefully it keeps coming. What does and that mean? What that was first, what was your training like? What do you mean by you trained over the winter? Um. Well, we did some testing. I started running the pro car before we got into late mile stock. Um. I do a little bit of i racing sometimes too. Sure. Um. And then like sports, staying fit, and everything like that. So, I I read something, and I think this is a telling story in the competition that you're up against down there at Hickory. You're the fourth person this year to sweep the double on a weekend, that means you have a lot of competition there and you guys are running tight every single night. Oh, yeah. I feel like at Hickory in the late model stock, it's really important. The restarts are really important because that's really when you get your big jump. And Hickory is a short track, obviously, so you got to make sure that like you make smart moves and you're ready for um, what you plan to do next. Now, let, talk to me. I, I, I was able to catch up to you a little bit at Birch Run uh, when you came up there, and I thought you had a really good car, yet a couple issues during the race, but but you had a really fast car. Um, how did you like that weekend? I had a lot of fun that weekend. Um, Johnny Van Doren helped us. We were running 
one of our own cars. And so we were all really excited to finally race in Michigan again. And our car was so fast. Um, probably could have had a top three, maybe win it. But it after the sun came out, when the, after the race started, it just it made it really um, loose off the corner and which caused me to spin out twice during the race. But I had a lot of fun that weekend and I'm excited to race at Berlin this weekend. Yeah, and that's the thing too is, uh, you know, Dryden and, and still getting down to Hickory. I know we've talked in the past about that travel, but uh, I'm excited too that you're still making some trips back up north, or I, I don't know if there are trips, I, that you're staying up north uh, to do some racing as well. That, that's got to be a nice little relief on everything to be able to just go a couple hours in a vehicle to go race rather than take the big flight down there and, and try to get ready down in the Carolinas. Yeah, it's nice because we know, obviously, a lot of people here in Michigan. So I get to race against kids I grew up with and people I know from quarter midgets. And, like, most of my family is down here, too, where when I race down south, only, like, my sister can only come, like, once a month or something. So I'm really glad that we're adding more races in Michigan because then I can have more friends and family come as well. Yeah, and, and you know, this has been fun to watch you kind of travel a little bit. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, uh, you, you know, your weekend in Nashville, uh, running that pro late model, uh, getting hooked up with Michael House and everything they were doing. Talk about that. How First off, how did you get hooked up with Michael House? Um, so I work with Lauren Rainier, um, and – I guess they like reached out to us and asked if we wanted to drive their car. And I was really excited because I have, I'd never been to Nashville, like not even the like Nashville. I've never been there, never been to the track, anything. So it was really cool because we got to go, my family got to go. So we went downtown Nashville and then it was also a lot of fun in the race. Michael was awesome. Um, Jonathan Brown and his wife, they were amazing too. They all were so nice and they got the car really good for me. Uh, one of the other things that was fun to see on social media is, uh, and I want to ask you about yours. Um, you got a chance to explore the farm a little bit. Uh, looked like you had more fun playing with the farm animals maybe than you did getting the car ready. Yeah. Michael had, um, horses and cattle right outside his barn and I just thought it was a bunch of it was a bunch of land. So like, I just went over there and all of a sudden I heard like a cow moo. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. She's in love. So I watched out. <laughs> oh man. So you had a chance to play with them, right? Oh yeah. And the horses, they obviously loved me. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a little, uh, do I remember that you kind of had negotiated a little, uh, farm setup of your own with your dad not long ago? Yeah, um, last year when I won my first race, because my friends show cattle. I'm friends with a lot of people who work on farms and everything. So I've always wanted, like, a cow. And so I made the deal with my dad that if I won a race at Hickory, I'd get a cow. Well, I won two races, so I got a cow in a barn. <laughs> so um, now I have a, a heifer um, named Hickory in my backyard. <laughs> That seems very fitting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Katie, I got to ask you, when I when I caught up to you at Birch Run, remember when I said, I said, are you 15? And you said, no, I'm still 14. Um, but it's, see, you know, I, I wasn't trying to age you, but it, we've been watching you for so long already. Um, are you guys, how long are you guys going to do this late model stock thing? Is Are there plans to, you know, after doing that for a couple of years to, to kind of take the next step? 
Um, well, I love late, racing late models. I'll probably be like Josh Berry and always come back and race late models whenever I can. <clears throat> but we do have an ARCA car. Um, we are, um, Carol Speed Shop is helping us with it. And um, I got fitted in the seat this past weekend, and we're going to test it at some tracks around here that I'm comfortable with. And hopefully if we get some sponsorship finalized, um, it would really be amazing if I could run maybe Phoenix in the bull ring in Las Vegas at the end of the year. This is pretty cool as well because, uh, I mean, you're right at the cusp of being old enough to be able to do anything with ARCA, right? You're right there on the edge. Yeah, so I turned 15 in like exactly one month. So um, those races are at the end of the season. So hopefully we can do some testing at some smaller tracks and then some bigger tracks that are like the bull ring in Phoenix, but not exactly. I just, I'm just, I want you to take a minute as an almost 15 year old. Happy early birthday, by the way, because we probably won't talk you to you before then. But do you ever stop, even as a 15 year old, in the midst of high school, in the midst of uh, raising hickory and everything else that you're doing? Do you ever stop and go, man? Just a couple of short years ago. Uh, I was still doing the quarter midget thing, and just a couple of short years ago, I was racing against a handful of other kids. Now I'm now I'm door to door with adult, with grown men uh, and women, battling for wins at some of the nation's biggest racetracks. Do you ever get overtaken by that at all? Um, well, sometimes, like so, in 2020, I won the CRA Junior Late Mile Championship, and we have the championship trophy in our kitchen by like the kitchen table. So sometimes, like, I'll be sitting there doing homework, and I just look over, and it's like, it's crazy, because two years ago, when I won that championship, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to get to NASCAR, I want to do this, all this, and, like, it's always been a dream, so I've always said it, and now, like, that dream is becoming reality, and I see all these pictures of these archer drivers and truck drivers, and it's like, and maybe a few months, like, that could be me, and it's just, it makes me happy, because my whole family, everybody I've worked with has put in so much hard work and sacrifice into it that hopefully it's all paying off. Katie, Zach brought up, brought up uh, you know, racing against, the, against these older guys. Um, I got to ask you, I don't, let's go back to um, Saturday night. I don't know if you heard the interview with the driver that you, that finished second, but um, he, he didn't seem any too happy uh, that you had beat him twice in a row. And, and I think the only thing he could come up with was they got to get the rules straight for everybody. Um, does that disappoint you and that, that somebody can't give you credit where dessert, where you deserve it? Um, yeah, sometimes I guess um, Charlie who finished second, he's a really nice guy. He's a great racer. Um, so I guess sometimes like I feel like, I don't know. I know everyone's really nice and good racers. I don't want to put anybody down or anything like that. But I was there to prove that I am a good driver and that I can win. And I feel like that's what we did. So as long as I know that and the fans knew that um, and sponsors, it's really all that matters. Rich talked to you about this race on Saturday uh, earlier in this in this interview, and uh, Katie he mentioned you got tangled up a little bit there in that race. I wonder, did you think this is here we go again? Uh, because earlier in the year you had kind of that same thing. You performed really really well. I believe you picked up the win in the first forty lapper. Then you go for the second forty laps, get caught up in somebody else's mess, and and don't get the showing that you're looking for. Were you concerned you're going to have that issue again? Um, I don't 
Not really. Um, really, I got caught up in that mess is because I, um, I spun out. I spun the tires. Um, and I probably should have seen it coming. Um, where here, I think I was a little more aware because I knew we had a fast car and I knew I could drive to the front. So I made sure that I was extra aware of what drivers were doing if they got a little loose, which obviously at that point I wasn't totally aware because my nose did get crunched a little bit. But sure. um, I probably was a little bit extra careful just because um, I knew what I had in the car. So aside from uh, the arc, the potential potential ARCA races coming up at the end of the year. I always think it's fun to hear from a driver and see what they're looking forward to. So we're coming up on Memorial Day weekend, our first holiday weekend of racing of the season. And really, after this, it's gangbusters for everybody for the rest of the year. So any other dates you have circled on the calendar that you, Katie, as a driver, are looking forward to? Um, well, we have this weekend at Berlin. That's a pretty big race. I know Carson Hosevar is going to be there. I think Bubba Pollard. So there's going to be some pretty good drivers there. And then um, the Jack Ingram, we're going to race that on June 11th. I'm really excited for that one because I get right out of school and then we get to go race. So, um, And then we're going to run some Flat Rock with CRA um, June 18th. So I'm excited for that one because I tested at Flat Rock. Um, so I'm excited to finally race there. <laughs> That's going to be nice. I'm going to look forward to you because I'll be at Flat Rock that day. Yeah, Zach, and right? I, well, and I was going to say, too, the experience that you've built at Hickory is going to make her a contender at Flat Rock, Katie. Do you feel that? Like, I, that's what I'm thinking is that short track experience you've built now at Hickory, uh, kind of rubbing rubbing doors down there. Man, you, you might be one to watch it at Flat Rock this summer. Yeah, I hope so. I know when we tested there, we, we did pretty good. Um, so hopefully we're still good there. So tell me, Katie, I, everybody knows about Victory Custom Trailers, but uh, I know for you, there's a lot of other people that help you out on that 71 machine. Who are they? Um, well, we got Incredible Bank. They come, they came on board um, last year. They've helped a lot. They're on my suit. Um, Intech Trailers, which are, that's the trailer we have. My dad sells them and everything. Bell Racing, they give me awesome helmets. I love all my helmets from them. Um, K1 Race Gear. Um, they make my suits, and they're I, they're probably my favorite suits I've had. I love K1 suits. Um, Team Chevy has been helping out a lot. PXB Racewear, they do my fireproof race underwear. Dynamic Drive Lines, Turn One Steering, Orlando's Masonry and Construction, and then Fran Filters and Autolite Spark Plugs. Well, Katie, it's uh, it's been really cool to watch uh, you do what you've been doing, watching this 71 machine uh, and watching you as a driver. I mean, my goodness, uh, to get to see where you've been and uh, what you're already doing, uh, it's been awesome, and, and we're looking forward to continuing to watch the ride, all right? Yeah, thank you. That's Katie Hettinger. She picked up the big couple of wins down south over the weekend. You'll get a chance to see her this coming weekend right up here in Michigan at Berlin. Uh, Katie, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Katie and uh, her taking the time to chat with us tonight. We've got an interview coming up with Logan Nickerson. But first, Rich France, uh, one of the staple events, not only for you, but for ARCA and for a lot of folks on the east side of the state and around the state coming up this weekend. Tell me about it. Yeah, Zach, uh, first one of the year at Flat Rock Speedway, uh, and and this one is pretty much a staple in May. The, the Joy Fair Memorial 100 for the Outlaw Super Late Models, 100 laps coming up this Saturday, and, um, you know, just, just saw today Brian Bergacre announced he will be returning to defend. Now, that's got to 
kind of make everybody decide if they want to go or not. But uh, he swept last year at Flat Rock Speedway. He swept the Joy Fair Memorial 100 and the Stanley Memorial 150. He was the 2019 ARCA Gold Cup Series champion. So I think, um, you know, Brian Bergacre making the trip over in that 12 machine, uh, not necessarily a good thing. But there's some guys that are waiting for him um, at Flat Rock. Eric Lee, uh, he's a five-time champion and the defending outlaw late model champion. He's won the first two events of 2022. So nobody's been able to find a way to beat him yet. Maybe he has something for Brian Bergacre. And, um, you know, the young man we had on the show, Connor Zabosian, he jumped in that number 45 ride uh, for Frank Giovanni. Um, they don't have that the bugs out of that thing quite yet. But I know he's going to be fast. It's not. It, it's nothing on Connor. Uh, they may have a shot at this deal as well. Um, and then another guy, you know, Chris Benson. He's just been plugging away, plugging away for years at Flat Rock in Toledo, and uh, he's got a brand new car this year. And he's been really fast. He was fast qualifier one night. Um, I look for Chris Benson to be awfully strong over the 100 laps as well. Tell me about this race, uh, the Joy Fair Memorial, Rich. Uh, this race for Outlaw Super Late Models has become a staple over the last several years. Uh, tell me why that is, kind of why the hype is around this event. Well, Joy Fair was one of the, you know, over the years that he that he raced. I mean, he he ran everywhere, and he's probably has the most wins of anybody in our state over the, I think, 50 or 60 years that he drove. Wow. Um, I mean, I mean, he, he drove right up into the last five years, I think, um, you know, he, he, he raced well into his seventies, I think. So, um, you know, it's a big deal. Uh, everybody respects what he did in racing and I think it's a big deal for them to come and support it. Uh, and it's a pretty nice deal, uh, to win. I mean, it, it's right up there with, with, it's not the biggest race in Michigan, but, uh, it's right up there with ones that, uh, you know, you talk to Brian Bergacre. And he's pretty happy about winning the Joy Fair Memorial 100 and the Stanley Memorial 150. Absolutely. Well, uh, Rich, we're looking forward to it coming up this weekend. Everybody knows there's a lot to choose from this weekend. But uh, I believe, is Flat Rock still operating on the early times? Uh, you'll get in and get out of there on a nice Saturday afternoon? Yeah, and it's a, even a little bit earlier this week. Uh, we'll get into it later. But, yeah, it'll be a 4 p.m. start. First green flag. Only street stocks will be in action along with the Outlaw Late Models. So, uh, and the Outlaws are not going to run heat races. So it'll be heat races for the street stocks. Uh, we'll go back and run the 100 and then go back and finish up with features. So uh, really, if you, you could almost hit another track, get out of there by six o'clock or so. Uh, if you want to go see another race, you could probably do a two in one day or wow, man, that's that's something right there. How about that? Uh, catch Rich France in action this weekend at the Joy Fair Memorial 100 at Flat Rock Speedway. Well, from one young racer on the pavement side to another young man who's uh, now tearing it up on the dirt side, and he has in the past, but, man, it's been he's been cold for a minute. Uh, Rich France, let us know who we're talking to. Zach, we talked about uh, this gentleman in our results section, and I, I think if he was going to pick up a win this year, I don't know that Tri-City Motor Speedway was where he would have picked it, where it came from. But it happened on Friday night, uh, and it's nice to have him on the program. Logan Nickerson, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Man, when you go to Tri-City, um, usually it's probably hoping for a pretty good run, the way Dona and Eric Spangler have, have run there and and Travis Stemmler. Uh, that had to feel pretty good, even though, from what I understand, Dona wasn't there. But you still had a very good car on Friday night. 
Yeah, no, it was um, it was nice. Uh, it was finally nice to get one on the ice rink. I think that's the first time I've uh, <laughs> got one in that slick of conditions. So it, it was definitely a morale booster for the whole team. Talk to me about the beginning because I was able to watch uh, watch it, and uh, you know, you get out to the lead, and then you had you got passed, and you had to run second for a while, and and you had to get back up on the wheel, or you weren't going to win that race. Yeah, I mean, I just I kind of got up there and I I tried to get Dave on the start and I missed it and I was like yeah all right we'll just kind of hang out we'll see what happens and he got in a little bit of trouble with lap traffic and I was able to slip by him and uh, we were able to navigate lap traffic pretty well. You know when you look at the sheet all it says is that Logan Nickerson started on the pin and went to victory lane that sounds pretty uneventful uh how was the rest of that race as you as Rich kind of alluded to having to work back by him, bide your time. And, and as we've talked about before, a lot of times, Logan, and I know you'll admit this, that racetrack gobbles you up and spits you out. And, and you know, you've, you've struggled to get a grip on that, literally get a grip on that racetrack in the past. Uh, so talk to me about this race on Friday. Uh, I mean, it was just, um, I think the older I get, the more my patience shows. And that race right there was all about patience. Uh you know, Dave got me on the start and he hopped out to three, four car lengths on me and I just kind of followed him and uh, just hanging out. And then we got to lap traffic and uh, I think he was scared to come off the top because the top was so good. And uh, once I got to him, I just immediately went to the bottom and I was like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And uh, we were able to get by him and me and Dave uh, traded places a few times and uh, we ended up getting back by him and uh kind of walked out for a little bit and we were kind of just hanging out with the lap cars and then uh about five to go i started seeing travis peek his nose in and i was like ah here we go here we go (laughs) i was gonna ask you about that with with those two guys (laughs) starting to breathe down your neck not only travis but of course bringing rusty with him travis coming from ninth uh you know you know that he's got a good car behind you you start seeing his nose end of the race uh how hard is it for you to not uh forget about the eggshell theory behind the uh the gas pedal and just try it as hard as you can to get away from it i mean it definitely was um a lot of that i learned uh, i credit to illinois illinois and wisconsin those past two weeks that we went out of state and went and i mean for lack of better words got our teeth kicked in for two weeks um just watching those guys and watching the way they maneuver and stuff like that. And, um, it was, it was definitely nerve wracking, but it wasn't like, I felt more comfortable because I was at home and, uh, it, it was more of, you know, I was out there and I was kind of setting a pace and you don't really know when you're out front, what kind of pace to set. So you're kind of just out there doing your thing and then you see you know i saw travis peeking his nose i was like oh crap i better run a little bit harder because he's you know right here with me and luckily uh we got to a lap car and lap car was on the bottom and travis was on the bottom and i was able to get by the lap car and get to the bottom and take home the checkered logan you and i talked quite a bit at the track swap you know throughout the summer and 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 you know it was no secret you know, in the past, you know, you haven't been uh, haven't been overly confident when you guys would roll into Tri City. What was different uh, rolling in there this time, or did it take kind of a little bit of knowing you can run up front during the feature for that confidence to come back? Um, 
like I said, I, I credit a whole lot of this to the two weeks of uh, going out of state, you know, it, I, I don't mean this to dog anybody. And I, I really mean this in the most sincere way possible, but you know, I'm back with the guys I'm racing with versus getting put in heat races with B Shep and English and, you know, turbo and all them. So it's like, yeah, I'm a little bit more in my element. So my confidence coming back home was actually pretty high. And I was, you know, I was pretty excited. It turned out to be a good first night home. Well, and it's interesting that you mentioned that. So, you know, don't worry about, uh, offending anyone because we've had rich you'll attest to this numerous drivers say how important it is to run against those guys to to get your rear end handed to you and learn what you can learn as a driver but it's interesting that you credit your success at tri-city to going to illinois because i don't know that i've ever seen an illinois racetrack take rubber from top to bottom and slow down 25 mile an hour as the night goes on um that's the part that's interesting to me so it, it must have just been all driver stuff that you accredit Illinois to? Oh, 100%. I mean, I, we learned a lot about the car, and we were able to get things a little bit more where I like them. But a lot of it was just, you know, talking with different drivers, being in that different atmosphere. Um, I had a very good phone call with Dona after Spoon River, and uh, he was able to help me figure some things out. I think I finally got my technique down for how to drive in the slick. Well, not, I shouldn't say down. I've got it down a lot better than I had it last year. Now, Logan, we have to clarify something because I got awfully excited when you won. When we talked last year at Merritt, at the Wood Tech, you said, if I win, I'll cut, I can cut your hair. Does this qualify? No, come on, man. I've been growing this stuff out for a year. You can't do, you can't do that to me. Yeah, what, what is I thought with it was that? funny. We, we were we were going to cut his hair right there at Merritt if he would if he would have won the wood tick, and then he agreed to it. He was a man. He shook my hand on it, but uh, it just took over the winter and, and the beginning of the season to get there. So I just thought I'd call you out on it and see if it would work. I tell you what, man, that no. look that look is coming around on you, but I'm worried you're a little bit of a fire hazard. You got to put it in a bun or something under the helmet, right? Nope. I just leave, I it's long enough to where it flows all backwards and it doesn't get in my face. Oh my um, goodness! <laughs> you t- I, I, are you tucking it, it, it in the fire suit or under the sock? I mean, my goodness, you're gonna catch. No, I, no, I just let it flow, man. <sighs> well, so if, if people are getting... like Bloomer in the old days, man, That's I got right. my hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> if somebody gets a curly hair in their burger at the racetrack, you can bet that it was from Logan going around the going around the track at high speeds, pulling that stuff out. Now, uh, you, you you mentioned um, Spoon River. Not a bad weekend. You actually, uh, you did take home uh, a nice little uh, certificate from being on the road in Illinois. Tell me about that. Oh, uh, yep. We won. Uh, we won the best looking car for uh, the night in Lincoln. Actually, Lincoln. Okay. Um, and yep. But we made the show at Spoon River. We make show at Lincoln. So, and that's the <laughs> uh, other thing too is making the show with that with guys like B Shep and and those guys. That that can be a win for somebody like you, right? I mean, that was, I, I think I was damn near more excited to make the show than I was to win on Friday. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> and, I mean, obviously I'm kidding, but uh, I mean, yeah, I was, I was super excited. Everybody was excited. It was, it was a good night for sure. 
talk about uh, you've raced with some different sanctions. Of course, we got to know you through American Ethanol, and now you've done the Challenge Series, and I'm sure that you've hit up other sanctions as well. Uh, talk about, from the inside, these flow racing nights. I, I know that it was paired up alongside the Mars Racing Series, but how was that, the hype that flow has put on these races uh, and, and the excitement that surrounds everything that's going on with late model racing on the flow racing platform how were those four nights as far as the energy and 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 really just uh with mars and flow racing just kind of the overall how was it i mean the the energy in the pits was phenomenal you know the fans the fans in illinois always come through i mean they're just they're diehards i mean a lot like michigan fans michigan has a great fan base and you know it was awesome to see that same support from state to state because you know some sport, some states uh, struggle when it comes to getting fans and fans. But uh, it was, I mean, it was just, it was overall, it was a really cool experience. I mean, you get to, you're in the pits with all these, you know, big name guys, guys you've watched on TV. I mean, guys that I grew up watching. And uh, it was a, Flo does an amazing job. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, they just, they, I mean, they've got everything down to a T. I mean, they're they're super efficient at getting cars out on the track. They're super efficient at cleaning up all the wrecks. I mean, they just run a phenomenal show. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about it. Logan, we got to talk about this weekend coming up, right? $4,000 to win for the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series at Tri-City on Friday. 10000 at Merritt uh, on Sunday. I guess Merritt's going to have a $1,500 to win race on Saturday. Um, you kind of wish you won a week later, but if you want to, if you want to uh, collect the big money, you're going to have to do it two weeks in a row, right? Yes, sir. Do you feel like you can? Yes, I mean, do you feel like you can? Uh, did the notebook improve on Friday? Uh, I mean, I think we all know that sometimes luck is a part of this sport that we are in. Uh, I mean, how, how are you feeling going back? I feel great, to be honest with you. I feel more confident than I've felt in two years. I am 100% ready to go. I mean, there's going to be, you know, there's obviously a few outliers that weren't there, like Dona and Cody Bauer and Jeep. I don't think I'm missing anybody else. But for the most part, the better group that we raced with is all there. And uh, I think we had a really solid car. And I think that we have a really solid setup in our car. And I think we definitely have a shot. I think it, I think it's funny that he said, "Oh, just Dona wasn't there." Yeah, I mean Dona. <laughs> that kind of changes everything at Tri City usually. <laughs> no, it it totally does. You're a hundred percent right. You now, are a hundred percent right. But I'm very excited to see how I stack up. Now I understand, and now I haven't had a chance to catch up with you this year. But last year, I understand that uh, you were taking uh, taking some strides from Dale Jarrett. You were racing the truck uh, throughout the week. Is that still something you're doing? Yeah, racing the old UPS truck, <laughs> nine to five Monday through Friday. That's got to make it tough for you to have to, uh, you know, talk about that. Getting off of work, driving all day, jetting over to Tri City. Uh, I know that you know Brian and, and everybody does a really nice job to make sure that car is ready for you. So all you got to do is get dressed and go. But I mean, that's got to be that's got to be hard. I mean, it definitely took me. It's it's taken me a little while to learn to be able to separate what's going on at work and what's going on at the racetrack because you know you get to the racetrack and you're still in work mode 
or, you know, vice versa. I've had to work a couple Saturdays where I've, you know, got home at two 30 in the morning and then had to get up at eight o'clock and go back to work. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, it's not, it's not the funnest thing in the world, but I guess if you're going to work hard, you got to play harder, right? That's right. (laughs) There you go. And, and you know what, Logan, let, not just that, not just the work and getting to the racetrack and, and racing two or three nights or four nights in a week. Um, you got a big deal going on right now um, that you just started about a week or two ago, right? That's going to add a whole nother level to your stress. Uh, are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Yeah, your new house. Uh, yep, me and my girlfriend are building a house. So, I mean, obviously that's going to be that's going to be a, a deal. I don't know. I think he's trying to I mean, find a way so, to, I think he's trying to find a way to say that's going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, I think that's what he's looking for. That's, I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I was trying to say. We actually, um, we've got a lot of the stuff handled during the winter. So uh, at this point, they're just kind of doing the construction and getting that all squared away. And um, we're hoping by end of August, we'll be able to move in. Wow. That's awesome, man. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about is um, yesterday you announced uh, a new partnership with a business right there in your hometown uh, of Vesterberg, and you got a really cool thing going on uh, with an event coming up with that new partner. Tell me about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we're doing a deal with Farmer and Medell on, I believe it's Father's Day. I don't know the exact date. June 19th. But, uh, June 19th. So what we're going to do is we're going to go up and uh, we're going to take the car and the hauler up there and we're going to hang around, let the kids go inside the toter, go inside the car, you know, just see all the ins and outs and all that. Um, Coach Clark and his wife, Janine, uh, Coach actually, or Coach Clark, sorry, I don't call him by his first name. (laughs) It's a long story. That's fine. Um, he He used to be my basketball coach. So, um, and then they took over Farmer in the Dell from Janine's mom, and uh, they do a phenomenal job. It's some killer ice cream. So, yeah, we're going to go up there, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to set the hauler and the car and all that up there, and uh, all the kids are going to be able to come up, and we got some awesome prizes for some of the kids that come out, and we're going to do, like, drawings and whatnot. It's going to be a really cool deal. I, now, now June nineteenth is my birthday. They don't happen to sell beer at Farmer in the Dell, do they? They do not sell beer, but they got a cookie dough flurry that'll knock your socks off. Uh oh, might have to make the trip to Vestaberg for my birthday. How there about you go. that? And I think it's cool too. Amongst those giveaways, is you're going to try to get somebody's racing career started too, according to this Facebook post. That's pretty. No- that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're doing all that we can and. We uh we try to give back as much as possible, and uh, that's about all we can do, really. I mean, you really got to get the younger, younger generation excited about racing because if we don't, it'll die. Now, I've always been a firm believer in that. Now, you kind of talked about it a little bit, about Illinois kind of being what helped you through that, uh, but I wanted to ask you about how tough it had been uh, to be waiting on this trip back to Victory Lane. Uh, you know, we, 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 we've we seen you be successful before. Specifically, we've seen it in similar instances 
like your big $4,000 to win race at, at Thunderbird was another track that was slick from top to bottom and you got it done, uh, I believe, from the pole in that race too. So how tough has it been for you to be waiting on this trip back to Victory Lane? It's It's been a long time. It's been a real long time. Um, but, I mean, we've also been, you know, we've been putting ourselves in situations where we're never – running against a weak field of cars and you know the winds don't come easy when you're racing against the quality of cars that I feel that we've been putting ourselves against and uh it's just it's part of the learning process I mean the only way to get better is to race against people that are better than you and that's I'm a firm believer in that so it was a it was a real sweet moment to finally get back to victory lane now it's cool you got another you have a new sponsor coming on board, but obviously they're not going to be the only ones on that 21 machine. Uh, kind of tell everybody who else helps you out. Um, Keith and Brent from AccuForce, they've been a huge help this year. Um, I mean, they're a huge help every year, but I mean, uh, we got Jimmy Shocks, my uncle Jimmy. He uh, does all our shock stuff in-house. He does an amazing job on Nickerson Trucking. My grandparents for giving me this opportunity. Uh, Pure Max Racing Oil, uh, Brad Turner, great guy, makes a great product. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm going. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Got to go find uh, the billboard. Got to go find the rolling billboard. See who all is on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no Limit Carts and Parts. Um, AJ Thompson, I used to race for him. He's a great guy. If you're ever looking to get into the mini wedge class and all that, he's the one to help set you up. Uh Big Kill Race Engines, obviously, for putting a great power plant underneath us. Uh, Fist Trucking for always helping us out. Obviously, now Farmer in the Dell. Um, I think I got everybody. <laughs> if not, you know what? You know what? I'm, 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 I always forgive somebody. I'm going to piss them off. Logan, I'm glad you made it through that because with all the yawning you were doing, I thought we were keeping you awake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that goes you know, back to this well, guy working I'm, all day. I, I yawn when I get nervous. Oh, sorry. Oh, we make we got we got to get this guy a beer at some point when he's old enough. Lead him to relax oh, a little oh, bit. Oh, I've seen I that in action old, before. Oh we my don't. gosh, I am plenty old enough. And Rich, I'm a riot, so don't ever <laughs> say anything. <laughs> I'm an absolute party animal. Uh, Logan, it's always no. a pleasure, man. And and you uh, really, you're old enough. Come on, you were like a teenager like yesterday. I'm pretty I'm sure. Almost, I'll be 23 in August. Man, you're getting old. I'm, yes, you're telling yes, Zach, me. Last, last year at Woodtick, we partook together. So, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. You got to we're party not, with the gonna, so We're friends. not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about Woodtick. It's, it, it's amazing how time flies, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, Logan, man, uh, uh, we, know yeah. you, we know what you got coming up. You got a couple of big races this weekend. Uh, you got a chance to take home some big money if you can find Victory Lane again. So, uh, good luck with that coming up. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it, and it's always a pleasure. That's Logan Nickerson picked up the Friday night win at Tri-City Motor Speedway. Logan, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. What's going to do it tonight, and, and Rich, as we just talked about with Logan, coming up this weekend, a lot of money on the line for dirt late models who want to venture off to a Blackmer production racetrack because it's Challenge Series weekend in Michigan. Yeah, Zach, uh, we'll just kick it off, right? Just like we were talking to Logan, Tri-City Motor Speedway, All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series, $4,000 to win, 40 laps. All house divisions will also be in action on Friday at Tri-City. 
Gates open at 3.30, racing at 7 p.m. And then at uh, Kalamazoo Speedway, Friday and Saturday, the American Speed U.S. Nationals must-see racing wing sprint cars. MSR Lights will also be in action. Zoo Stocks, along with the National Compact Touring Series, will be in action as well. Friday, gates open at 2 p.m., racing at 7. Um, and then on Saturday, day number two, MSR Sprints, MCR Dwarf Cars will be in action. The Ohio Wheelman Series makes it to Kalamazoo for a trip. And the Compact Touring Series. Yeah, how about that? And then the Compact Touring Series will be back. A 2 p.m. St- uh, gates open at 2 p.m. on Saturday with a 7.30 start uh, Saturday night. The rain date for these events, Zach, is Sunday if needed. But All it right. doesn't look like we're going to need that stuff as of this time. And then, as you mentioned in our uh, preview there before, <clears throat> actually, uh, I got a little bit of ahead of myself. Uh, then also on Saturday, it's, uh, I don't know, would you argue this is as big of an open wheel race as the Indy 500? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, is it right up there? Probably, right? The Little 500, the 74th annual Lucas Oil Little 500, uh, Wednesday. So tomorrow, they go to work for practice. Thursday is pole qualifying day. Friday is bump day. And then Saturday, 500. Big ones at Anderson Speedway. The three-wide start. I don't know how they do it, having now finally seen a race live at Anderson Speedway, but they do. Uh, The gates will open Saturday at 3 o'clock. They'll sign autographs at 5.30, and the green flag waves three abreast all the way through the field, 8 o'clock Saturday night at Anderson Speedway in Anderson, Indiana. Rich, have you taken this event in yet? No, I haven't. We're going to have to make it down there one of these years, right? Because, uh, obviously, defending champion Tyler Roerig, you know, I think that was one of the races that was on his bucket list. He knocked that off last year uh, in convincing fashion. So uh, we'll have to see, but we'll have to get down there once. Like you said, three wide on that little track. Um, that might be a sight to see in itself, right? Oh, I'm telling you what. I don't know. And those drivers do such a nice job. They're, they're settled in two wide by lap like three, if that. I mean, they do it quick. Yeah, I'm sure they got it figured out, but uh, they're a little bit smaller than uh, template late models, so I think they got a way of getting around there. Yeah, man. Well, hey, as you mentioned before, Logan Nickerson, as I started to say, uh, big event coming up, big big weekend for you this weekend. Yep, uh, so Saturday, Zach, Flat Rock Speedway, like I said, Joy Fair Memorial 100, 100 laps for the Outlaw Super Late Models. Street Stocks will also be in action. The Gates and Outlaw Super Late Model Hot Laps uh, occur at one thirty. So you you get there at 1.30, uh, you can sit there and and watch the hot laps. I think they're going to go for 30 minutes straight right out of the gate. And then the green flag will fly at 4 p.m. If for some reason we need it, it doesn't look like uh, right now, but the rain date for the Joy Fair Memorial 100 is on Sunday. And then uh, Merritt Speedway, a two-day show this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Late models, $1,500 to win on Saturday. The All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series, on Sunday, $10,000 to win on Sunday. Uh, UMP Modifieds will also stage a Challenge Series event for $1,500 to win. Saturday, the gates open at 3.30 p.m., racing at 6.30. Should be the same on Sunday because of the holiday weekend, but uh, with the full schedule not quite released yet, pay attention to their Facebook page uh, to make sure you get there on time. Uh, One thing I want to make sure we don't forget to mention, by the way, I know uh, you're encouraging folks to come over to Flat Rock, but we just, we talked to Katie Hettinger during the show. Uh, You actually, Rich, just heard from another driver who's making the, uh, the choice to go over to the 
west side of the state this weekend. The uh, upcoming event at Berlin Raceway Saturday night. Uh, they're going to have, uh, let me see here, they're going to have a, a full event weekend at uh, Berlin Raceway with Bud, Budweiser Super Late Models. Of course, their uh, limited late models, Sportsman, and Mini Wedges are going to be there. So uh, they're going to be racing Saturday night at Berlin Raceway once again. And then on Sunday, Corrigan Oil Speedway is in action. They'll have the Modified Challenge Series race number four of the season. Also, Pro Late Models, Street Stocks, Pure Stocks, Outlaw Front Wheel Drives, Pony Stocks, Figure Eights, and Legends all in action. Gates open at 2, racing at 4 o'clock. So there you go. That's a rundown on the upcoming calendar. Uh, thank you, Rich, for putting that together. Man, what a show. Uh, love to hear from Katie Hettinger. Excited to see how she does back in the home state this weekend. And how about Logan Nickerson? You know, Rich, this kid has been, he's been spotty, but... Every time we talk to him, he's got a good attitude about where he's at with his career, and he says, I'm getting better. Things, you know, every year things get better. And I don't know, you know, he said that he has never been more confident. I believe him. I, I heard it in his voice this time around. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, what, what, Zach, when we met him, he was, what, 16 years old, right? Something like so, that. Yeah, so, um, and, and what is, what's he doing right now? He's growing up just like he should be, and and he's doing what he's supposed to do. Um, he, you know, when he had a good car, uh, at Tri-City this weekend and he should have won this right, that race and he won the race. So, um, that's growing up, you know, there are, I think we both would say, I think he would say there were times early in his career that that probably wouldn't have happened, sure. but, uh, but he, he is, um, doing a heck of a job and, and he's going, he's, he's not afraid to go travel and get his tail kicked and learn. Um, it's expensive to do, but if it's, if it's part of his learning curve, then, um, that's better for, better for Logan. Well, I again want to say thanks to everybody for their patience to move the show back uh, one day. Appreciate that. I uh, want to say thanks to Katie and Logan for their uh, flexibility. Excuse me, their flexibility on that. Uh, Rich, thanks to you for that help as well. And uh, what do you got? No, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, we're in the middle of a show and Kyle Krupp texts us to let us know where he's racing this weekend, right? Yeah, I know. So, uh, right? So if anybody cares, Kyle Krupp will be in the 131 at Berlin this weekend that's his plan there you go cool uh that's gonna do it for tonight horsepower happenings uh i want to say thanks again to rich france my co-host who uh puts in so much time and effort into this show really do appreciate him scott menlin who pays the bills and uh owns and operates as they say horsepower happenings i'm zach heiser thanking you for tuning in have a great week have a safe holiday weekend We'll talk to you next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.